Hi, everybody. Welcome to yet another episode. I think we are on episode six today, June 11th, another episode of um, My Sentiment and Factory. I'm your host, me. And me too. And here we are. Um, Today, we are post-COVID. 19, but not really post COVID 19. We're in this. I wouldn't say post. Right. We're in this weird phase where people think it's over, but the numbers are saying that it's not over. Some people are wearing masks. Some people aren't. And we're just like, what is going on? Well, no, I just think we have so much going on that it has fallen to the back of the line. And that is, to me, if that's not a sign of how 2020 has come in here and gotten a sucker punch for all of us, that we can actually say that a national pandemic, global pandemic, is at the back of the line. Like, because there are other issues as well. And one of those other issues, a major issue, a huge issue um, that we want to talk to you guys about or just kind of we had some sentiment in the vault is truly what's happening right now as a result of the brutal murder of um, George Floyd. Um, for those who don't know by now, um, Memorial Day in Minneapolis, um, a African-American man was um, accosted by a police officer and um, consequently held down in public during the day in front of other human beings. And he, um, one officer in particular, had his knee directly on his neck. And there were other officers who had their bodies pressed against him on the ground. And this man begged for his life for eight minutes and 46 seconds. Begged and said that he couldn't breathe. Um, He called his mother. And his life slipped away. No one saved him. And the crowd and those who were there felt powerless in order to save him. And what has ensued is what I've personally never seen in my lifetime. I'm not saying that I'm 912 years old, but... I've never seen an entire world, a universe, have an outcry collectively and say, this is enough. This is, you know, matter of fact, Black lives do matter. They're saying, you know what, Colin Kaepernick, I see what you're talking about. White people, Hispanic, Asian, those who live in foreign countries are all protesting right now and saying this cannot happen 
this is wrong. And so here we are. And there have been some people who have comments on the Black Lives Matter movement. And um, we just kind of want to chat it up a little bit about those comments sentiments behind those comments and specifically comments from those in the African-American community. What you got for it? So, you know, we've been in this cancer cancel culture thing for a while like it, it, it hasn't just started um you have to be really aware of what you say and how you say it and to whom you say it to and about what uh, part of the community you're speaking to so everybody is overly sensitive uh there are things that just set off bombs as far as words on social media. And some people have just been beat down, especially in the past two weeks, about some things that they've said. One of them being Trick and Trina. Mm. So Trick Dad and Trina have a radio show. You know, there's protests going on around the world. There's looting going on around the world. And Trina, makes a statement, keep these animals off the street. Mm. Especially referring to people who are looting stores. So what are your thoughts? Well, um, I think that that's coming from a place of privilege, first and foremost, um, especially because you know, given the nature of individuals like in the rap business, if you will, or those who come off with a um, alternative lifestyle culture, if you will, those who, you know, Trick Daddy and Trina have presented themselves as people just for lack of a better word in the street. You know what I'm saying? Like they live in that life, you know? Um, those, the, those who would have come off like thugs or, you know, or that kind of a thing or individuals to whom may live a controversial, illegal, criminal lifestyle, right? So you have this persona through your musical career, and I think it's real rich to then turn around and point fingers at people um, who you deem, um, you know, in a position who could, you consider would be doing criminal things and so forth, so, and then worse to call them in. I think it's it's from a place of privilege, I think. And I think that, um, I think it's it's throwing, what do you call it, uh, from a glass house? Throwing stones from a glass house or whatever it is? I, I think that's what it is. Well, what she was trying to explain was she was taking it very personal with emotion that it just so happened that one of her friends who owns a store had gotten looted. Okay. So she was taken into the people that she knows getting hurt. Now, I remember back in the LA riots, um, you know, essentially people stopped looting black owned businesses because essentially 
we were angry. The police had gotten away with it for, again, so to speak. And looting and rioting broke out and they started attacking the stores and the places that essentially had been in their neighborhood, but had never actually supported. So you you make money on a black neighborhood. Right, sorry, hold on, hold on. This is her apology. I But go ahead, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that came through, go ahead. So essentially you make money in the black neighborhood, but you don't support or help the people in your in the black neighborhood that you are in. So essentially that's not happening right now. People are rioting stores. Doesn't matter who's who owns the store, but it also leads to the fact that we aren't the only ones looting. There are a number of races out there taking advantage and looting during the rioting. But can I ask a question? Do we really want to hear social and political commentary from Trick and Trina? I mean, no. <laughs> but you don't know, Nan. I don't yeah. think yeah, they you know have huh? yeah. the sensitivity to talk about that in a way that everyone can hear and relate to. I don't. I would, I, you know, I would agree with that, and that's why, again, I apologize. I had it queued up too quickly, but she did come out and apologize. She said she didn't mean to call. She wasn't talking about black people as animals. She was talking about people, you know, blah blah blah. I just think that that I don't believe her apology was authentic. I think that she means exactly what she said. She said what she meant. She meant what she said. And I think that's part of the systemic issue as well as it relates to racism. How, how for one, we view, as long as we believe that it was Black people who were doing the rioting and the looting, rather, um, you know, we're angry and we're calling them um, animals. You know what I'm saying? But when there's a, when it became clear that it, like you were just saying, that it was not exclusively black people out there, but there were an array, an assortment of kinds of people out there, then it's a different approach or we see it differently. And I think that still feeds into the idea of how we see black people, even within our own culture, our own, you know, race ourselves. And I think that she, like you were just saying, uh, so you don't, give us some political advice, let's just, let's just be transparent, you know, what's your position? And as I said, she may read a book here or there, and I've always liked Trina, just to be honest with you, I've, got, I've lost a lot of weight dancing in a club to some Trina songs, and be transparent. But I think that we fall into that trap. Sometimes we can be our own worst enemies, if you will. We fall very quickly into that trap where we're so used to systemic oppression with the Black race, that we don't realize it when we do it to ourselves either. Or we just don't care. In terms of like looting business and stuff, there are also people who had their businesses um, looted and they have come out and said, you know what? I have lost a lot. I probably won't even be able to open again, but you know what? If this is what it takes to get change done, and these weren't even black people who said this. These weren't black business owners. Some, some of them were, but some, they said that I, then it's worth it. It's worth the loss of my business because I need people to 
to make a change. You know, so there's a different way to view it. I'm not saying that it was right to loot, but, you know, I don't think calling animals was appropriate. Well, again, social and political commentary from the likes of Trick, Daddy, and Trina. Yeah, his, is now, his first name Trick, or is that a nickname? Um, <laughs> first name Trick, middle name Daddy, doesn't matter. <laughs> but there's a, it's a caveat in the midst of that is most people who do have businesses won't really lose anything. You have Target's not going to lose anything. They have insurance. The only, only people that lose anything are the stockers, the, the cashiers, those sure. hourly workers. Those, yeah. they will lose. If, if the business shuts down, they will lose. Target is not going to lose anything. Now, as far as small, black-owned businesses, it may be some loss to this because you also have to think most of us start black businesses with our own money because we don't have the access to build with other folks' money. So hence, will it be as easy to come back after it? Maybe not, but that's a whole nother discussion. Yeah, I I think it is definitely um, because then you get into the semantics about how you was running your business in the first place, but that's neither here nor there. Like you said, it's a whole nother discussion. I just think that America in general, every aspect of America needs to take responsibility. Um, I think we need to take ownership of what racism has continued to do in this country. And we all need to be responsible for our role in it, our role in it as victims, our role in it as those who self-perpetuate it. Let's be, let's be transparent here. Does that mean that, that you should lose your business because of a riot? No, I'm not saying that. But I think that we have, we have been in a position to turn the other way because it has not applied to so many people. Um, it has not been something, you know, I mean, I'm going to be honest. You hear about something that's happened to someone I'm in the African-American community who's experienced racism on a larger scale, not even speaking to police brutality exclusively, but just something crass and you're like, man, that's messed up. And then you go about your day. Then you go about your business and you A, pray as an African-American, it doesn't happen to you, but you have no, it's not of your concern. And I think that to some extent, the looting and the rioting made it people's concern. It made it a concern. I'm not saying it was the right way, but I think that that's part of the issue is that it has been, it's not a personal concern for so many people. It hasn't been. Well, that's a good segue into Terry Crews because he also has gotten into trouble and he's gotten in trouble for some things he said. I just think that most people can't really take Terry Cruz's um, metrosexual, under-masculine, over-masculine <laughs> thought too, too seriously. But speaking of that, what he said and got in trouble for was equality is the truth. Like it or not, we are all in this together. And he was referring to Blacks and white so 
yes, this is all our fight, but equality is what we're reaching for. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So people went in on him because essentially that's the, that's what we don't have. We do not have the equality. We are not in this together. We've not been in this together. No. We are only here because we have not worked together. No. No. So, once again, they're trying to cancel him. And he went on to say, he just thinks that the only way to get past this is we work together. I think we've tried that. I think in 2020, we're talking about 401 years of trying right. to work together. Right. Right. To not have the bad attitude and the resentment, resentment that races have can have toward one another. I, I, I certainly agree with that. And I think that this comments like that are symptoms of the systemic oppression that has taken place for so long. We've been, it's almost like we are afraid to say otherwise. You know what I mean? We're afraid to say that it's just about black people because you you don't know at any point, you know what I'm saying? If anything is gonna change, you don't know how really real this is. So you we've got to still play it safe. You know what I'm saying? Like we still got to dance around it a little bit. No. Call it what it actually is. Like you, we've had some employers come out, which is a whole nother conversation too. The corporate companies have come out and some of them are saying, you know, we have a commitment to diversity and inclusion and we do this with diversity, blah, blah, blah. This ain't got nothing to do with including and, and, and celebrating diversity. This has exclusive, ex exclusivity associated around combating racism outright racism specifically targeted historically targeted at african-americans but we gotta work together though huh so we gotta work together though right okay i mean so i had this conversation um with someone on social media and i i, I tend to reserve my own personal social media for things like you know um, what percentage of, you know, if I get this color, will that mean that I win the lottery? You know, those little silly games that come up, come up on Facebook or things like that, you know, like just really frivolous things, right? But I was inclined to respond to someone who posted and asked for uh, authentically, like, what can you do for people? Should you shame them if they're racist? Should you you know, um, should you make them feel bad or should you reach back and, and try to teach them and use this as a teachable moment? Like, you you know, we are in this together and do you really want them to be out there like that? Can't we help them? And I just politely shared that it is, that to me, that's again an alternative form of oppression when you expect the people who've been hurt for so long to then turn around and heal the people who hurt them. Like, maybe in time, okay? But we haven't been breathing, quote unquote, for a very, very long time. We need to catch our breath. And that means that people should unapologetically be Black Lives Matter, be pro-Black folks right now. Pro, it, and it doesn't matter because then that's a whole nother episode as well. You enter the whole concept of LGBTQ 
and the divisions within the black culture and race in general and how it's a certain kind of black person that we can be black lives matter with um but uh kind of back to touching what trina and them were talking about but i think that you have to just like you have to paint the streets black lives matter <laughs> metaphorically you got to say it loud like that like you can't dance around it you can't shape it terry into just saying but we're all together. we're all you know it, it's this it's that but we're all together okay eventually but right now it's about this right now it's just exclusively calling it out for what it is and making those who didn't want it to be that unaccept you know so uncomfortable there's literally a, a video going around of a white male human being who painted over a mural of George Floyd's face in blue paint, nonetheless. Why? Because here's the thing. You can't, you cannot fight, debate, or outsmart ignorance. You right about that. It does not matter how loud you scream. It does not matter how many facts you give. If someone chooses to be ignorant, there is literally nothing you can do. It speaks to one, if you want to change, you will change. Nothing's going to make you change. No one's going to convince you to change. No one is going to um, all of a sudden make a, a grandioso point that you all of a sudden see um, people is human if you don't like how can you explain people are human right because you if apparently you know some people are because you treat them that way so for that again you can, I, it doesn't matter if you choose to be ignorant you will be ignorant and there's nothing you can do about it for the people whom have the uh, ability to ignore problems I think they're a little bit different. I think that's who are the ones that are speaking up now. The people who have gone around not really thinking there was a problem because we are supposed to be this great nation that has grown and progressed and, you know, slavery didn't end, it just changed. It, right. we, we mutate. And I think it's easy for people to not realize that there's problems that exist they are just covered by something else absolutely i would certainly agree so then um segue in from that what do we think about your girl i'm not even glorifying and say her name because i know i have a lot of people who i think are great with that first name <laughs> what do we think about your girl you know what i almost didn't want to talk about her because she's she's getting so much press for being foolish but it was a part of me the other day that wanted to understand her like because here's the thing i've never really heard of her me either uh, I had heard a, a, a snippet of her when she got into it with T.I. at a forum and, you know, I understood 
you know, most of the time when you get a form a form of, of black people speaking on black issues, sure. you have to have a difference of opinion. Um, and then, you know, you bring in that token black Republican mm-hmm. to give a different side. So she was that um, black Republican on the other side. But I wanted to, other day I wanted to understand her because I listened to her uh, rant, well, it wasn't a rant, but her her uh, message on uh, speaking that George was not a martyr, mm-hmm. um, which I honestly, I actually agree with that terminology. He was not a martyr. He, he didn't walk into a store to buy anything sure. to die. Sure. He was minding his own business and got accused of something and, that he and, obviously didn't do. You know, over over a, what could have been a fake ten dollar bill. It's he no was reason hurt. to die. But technically, that does not make him a martyr. Mm-hmm. So I agree with that statement. But then the rant went on into how he wasn't a martyr, not because of how he died, but because of how he lived. Mm-hmm. And speaking to the fact that he had had a criminal past mm. and how we should we glorify uh, um, bad people, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So I was like, let me understand her. She comes with these statistics to prove her points. Okay, you know what? I'm, I'm down for a sister that read, that do research. But why are you on this side? Like, why is it, it, why didn't it stop the fact that he was murdered? Why are you helping tell the narrative that he could have just been a bad guy? Doesn't matter. He should not have been murdered. Right, right, right. That, that little part right there. So I was like, why are you helping tell, tell this narrative? So I went back uh, on a few things and listened to her. She had a problem with Ahmad, you know, he... Looked like he was up to no good as he okay. was running, minding his own business. Um, he yeah. looked into uh, uh, construction of a house, of which we all do, because we know it, and we like to look at new, shiny things, sure. a new house. Sure. He went to look. Still no reason for random people who weren't even the police, you on the street, to kill someone. Or stand over the body and yell out effing N-word. There's that. Right. But then I found out Candace actually used to be on the other side. Like she has gone to bat and court for racism and being attacked for being a black woman. So when was the switch? When was the flip? Who hurt you, girl? No, who who paying you? You think so? Because that's that's my thing. Did she really believe what she's saying? That's the thing. I don't think she does, but I think she knows enough of the narrative to act it out. Mm. Mm. Because years ago, she had folks standing up for her because she was threatened by some white boys for calling her the N-word. I, I had to go back and read the story. Mm-hmm. But she she took this point of that racism exists and and she's being attacked for just whom she is, but now she's doing the same thing. Mm. So my question is, who paying you? Mm. 
I don't know. I think this is deeper than pain because let's just be fair. I'm a real pain, but there was she had her limits. Yes, but she still no. It it was she still said more than enough to cause the problem. Because here's the thing: what you're doing is you're taking a narrative, and if even if the narrative is bad, you're taking the narrative and using it. All it's going to do is see. This black woman is saying this. We've been saying this. Republican freed the slaves. Y'all need to understand. Y'all on the wrong side. It's not. Yeah. I. It's, how much? How much would you have to pay somebody to do what she? Well, no. Doing? Well, what I mean by pay, I'm not. I don't know if she's necessarily literally getting a check or, or hands I, getting greased, but she's literally getting, getting a check. I gotta but be. she's getting, well, she's getting jobs. Yeah. She's getting paid to take the other side. She's sure. getting notoriety. People are following her. That also leads to being paid in some form of yeah, fashion sure. and advertising. So, yes. Wow. But here's the thing. I can respect having an opinion even if I don't agree with it. But literally, when you rather talk about um, a man who was murdered in plain sight and worried about uh, why he went to jail in 92, we are talking about the wrong thing. We are. Yeah, we are. We absolutely are. And that's what leads me to believe that there's some undealt with hurt. The truth of the matter is hurt people hurt people. And there's some hurt there for sure. There's definitely some self-image issues because I was just looking at some of her old pictures from when she first came out or when she may have been on the side, the, the other side, the left side. She Her glow up was real when she moved to the right. You know what I'm saying? Somebody did some with her edges. Like she Oh, her edges. Oh yeah. She got a bonus. <laughs> she went from dark and lovely to Paul Mitchell or something. Like she she she's in a whole different department in yeah, terms exactly. of her looks. Yeah. You know, so I, I definitely think it's attributed to her self image, her esteem of herself. And I think independent of the notoriety and the, the cash that could be coming with it or not, I think that above all, I think this is a cry for, uh, maybe somebody says that I think she's crying for help. She just need Big Mama to come and braid her hair, give her something to eat, and sit down and scold Some her. Chilling. Seriously, she needs to go to the country for a couple weeks, eat uh, a side note, completely unrelated. I will never forget. I, you know, I, I live in the city. I've grown up in the city. I went to visit what I would consider a country town for a week, and there, the nearest Walmart was, or store even, was the Walmart, and it was twenty minutes away the grocery store was 20 to 25 minutes away except for the little corner store you could go get like some chips something like that i ate so much food 
And I felt like I was so just replenished. Like literally you could go in the backyard and get fruit from the tree. If you were hungry, you went outside and got some food, you know. Anyway, I, it just felt good. It felt different. It felt like, you know what? My soul, you know what I'm saying? Like the insides of myself were, you know, I was saved, you know, just being in that environment. So I think Candace could, she could definitely benefit from going to somebody's country town with big mom in the kitchen, um, making her something and sitting down and telling her, now you know better than that. And go on in there and get the switch. Something. You know, I was just about to say she needs a whooping <laughs> to get her mind right so she can cry them tears out. Like, I'm sorry, big mama, I didn't mean it. And then she back on, she back in there. You know, she needs that. No, I don't think she's coming back. But don't think she so. Too, she too deep in. She too deep in it now. <laughs> Well, think in thinking of coming back, so I, I did a little research as we're bringing it full circle, where black celebrities or you know black people in general uh, who have positions of uh, you know social power or positions where they are seen in the public, we call them celebrities and so forth, but their stance on Black Lives Matter. So the Essence did an article back in 2016. And they said 14 black celebrities who have said all lives matter instead of black lives matter. And this was 2016, so that's about four years ago. Floyd Mayweather was one of them. He don't count. He can barely read. That is discriminatory. <laughs> um, Floyd, if you're listening, I believe in you, brother. I, I, not, I got some things I can help you with. I got some flashcards. Raven Simone. She's yeah, dead. she was confused at the moment. Um, Jerry Wright. Yeah, Jerry Jerry falls in, but he's he falls in an elite crowd that is who criticized Colin Kaepernick's kneel kneeling. Jerry's been removed for a long time. My fan, I know my family knows Jerry's family. Yeah, he's been removed for a long time. He forgot where he came from. Um, kneel on. She said now, that wasn't surprising. Nia said it. She in a two it says in a 2015 tweet to bring awareness to criminal justice, she proclaimed all lives matter. Uh Columbus Short. Yeah, <laughs> he Oh, I'm still mad at him about scamming. Like I am really still upset about that. But anyway, he said it, but again, when this the cocaine dude. Now Janet. Crack is whack. Janet said it. Janet is removed from all communities. She lives in her own little bubble. Love Janet, though. Betty, I won't talk about Betty Rock. Um, Fantasia said. Yeah. As she falls in the flow category, I'm just going to be honest. Did she say she falls in the flow category? Floyd. I didn't say slow. Okay. Okay. Stacey Day. Never mind. We know. All right. Well, of course she said that. Terry McMillan. Now I'm surprised. I'm I'm really interested because she's been vocal about what's going on now. So I'm really interested right. 
into what she's saying now because me too. Now she act like she ain't playing. That's why I'm caught. That's why I wanted to mention these folks because now I'm curious to know really truly the impact. Because again, we can't fault everybody. Listen, everybody was silent about racism and Black Lives Matter for a while. Now, let me take that back. Not everybody, but a lot of us were silent, Black folks included. Well, that's true because I did not, right, I think we did not, a lot of us did not want to rock the boat. Yes, yes. We had, we understood these instances, we we knew what was going on, but the country had not jumped on, so you were very singled out if you said Black Lives Matter because it meant you were ignoring something. So I could really understand vaguely how but how some people said they're going to say all lives matter first. I want y'all to know that I love everybody. Mm-hmm. But we now do understand that it was not because all lives didn't matter. It's right. just, it is a it is a situation going on where black lives matter least. That's right. Absolutely. Um, to finish this tweet uh, comment. Kiki Palmer was one of them. I know she's definitely not surprised. You're not surprised? I'm not surprised she said that. Again, she grew she grew up very privileged in in, in a certain what she's been acting since she was two. She's been far removed. I always get her and Tiana Taylor mixed up, but that's neither here nor there. I didn't know that she grew up privileged like that. Well, I'm not saying her parents grew up privileged. I'm saying she has been out of that bubble. April Jones said, and she was dragged online, honey, if we say Black Lives Matter, why don't all lives matter? But she also makes it very vocal that she's just not Black either. So it's the same. She makes just like Shamar came out and said, I'm not choosing my black side, I'm not choosing my white side. Shamar, good night. So um I am curious. I think the last person on this list was Kevin Gates. Is he still relevant right now? Um, he was relevant. He tried to be relevant like two weeks ago when he kindly uh sent out his own sex tape. <laughs> He sent his own sex tape out. <laughs> he sent his own sex tape out because it was a video of him holding the camera above himself. And <laughs> he didn't get the reaction that he was going for. I wonder if the, if the, the um, what do you call it? The, um, the um, unsub or whatever it's called, whatever they call it in Criminal Minds, if the person who was involved in the act with him, if, if they got the reaction. <laughs> That they were hoping for as well. That is hilarious. He had to release it himself. You're so silly. But no, I mean, and really certainly to to bring all this and to wrap this all up, I think that, I think the whole point of it or certainly what we were trying to share, our sentiment about this is something is different. This ain't the 2015-16 version of Black Lives Matter. Seeing George Floyd dying, um, and I personally, I couldn't watch the video. Um, but seeing George Floyd's life leave like that, and I think that 
none of us will ever be the same, independent of whether we've seen this over and over again. Because let's again, let's not forget about our sister Brianna Taylor, uh, Brianna Taylor, um, Brianna Jefferson, right? Did I say her name right? Taylor. Uh, no, I did say it right. Brianna Taylor. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm thinking Atiana Jefferson. Brianna, it's so, it's so many. <laughs> I am getting another. I'm getting names crossed because it's so many. Atiana Jefferson, that was something similar in Fort Worth. Breonna Taylor, mm -hmm. that just happened. Um, so, you know, there, I don't know what it was about that particular scene with George Floyd, but we've seen it over and over and over. Um, but we all saw it that day. We all saw it. And um, I think that what we're essentially saying, at least my sentiment is, oh, this time is different. This is different. Um, and I do see change happening. I do see um, processes and policies being adapted. And I do see people saying, you know what? wait a minute, I've got to assume responsibility for my role in this. What, what can I do? I mean, that same individual I was talking to on Facebook who, you know, we had a difference of opinion, he nonetheless still asked me, but what can I do? What, how do I support you? What do I do for that? I don't know. I hadn't experienced it. And, and I, I obviously, you know what I'm saying, I was more concerned about one group than the other, but hey, I see, hey I'm team Black Lives Matter. What can I do? You know, um, so I think that this time is different. And I would agree <laughs> because of that, among other things, I guess it does make a little sense that COVID-19 is at the back of the line. Well, one thing's for sure. Well, unfortunately, we're only halfway through this year. I can only imagine what the second half is going to bring. I don't know. COVID dying. Oh. COVID. Oh. Right. I riding. I mean, literally, I'm waiting for a hydrogen bomb. Oh, don't you say it. Don't you say it. God, I hope not. I really hope not. Well, we just gonna have to keep hanging in there and uh, we just kind of gonna keep riding this thing out, hopefully. But, um, but yeah, so thank y'all for listening. Um, that's what we think. Y'all have some comments for us or some thoughts. Feel free to reach out or whatever. And, uh, we'll keep giving y'all our sentiments. Good night. Good night.